Welcome one, welcome all. It is Bucks game day. Bucks and Celtics back at it. Series tied at two games apiece after the Celtics won 116-108 the other night down at the five serve. This time it shifts back into Boston, and the Bucks need to get this one big time. Need to get this one. Got to have it. Got to have Must win tonight. Must win tonight. Going to be talking some more Bucks basketball coming up here, bottom of the hour, and uh, and this is is this one of your guys out of uh, out of Boston, East Coasterner, so to speak. There, Ben uh, George is uh, Belecki. Belecki, yeah, kind of. He actually was a Madison guy. He was working at NBC 15 here, covering Badger sports. Yeah, gotcha. moved I was out say, to I Boston. I knew the name. Yeah, moved out to Boston last year and has covered their sports there since then. George Belecki is going to be joining us uh, from NESN. The Northeast Sports Network in Boston going to be giving us a lowdown as to what it's like right now in the Beantown area and uh, what they're feeling and what their thoughts are. How much of a must-win game is it for them? Because Boston's got to be feeling the same situation. you got to get it at home. you got to win here to be able to, at the very least, push it back here for a Game 7 should you go to Milwaukee and take a loss. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. By the way, uh, that quick, the uh, Reds are on top of the Milwaukee Brewers, 4 to nothing, bottom of the first, and uh, still going. Still going. 4 to nothing, bottom of the first. Reds is still at the plate. So there you go. 877-867-1670. If you want to chime in and give us a shout, do it. Bill, did you see um, Mo Eggers' tweet from last night? I did not. So he was at the Reds game. Uh, his okay. tweet reads, I, and this became a story, said, I love the Reds. I love coming to Great American Ballpark. Those things remain regardless of the team's record. But if you're advertising $3 beers and $2 hot dogs on Tuesdays, you cannot run out of both in the top of the fourth inning. That's their big hook right now is two, is, is like two buck Tuesdays or dollar Tuesdays or something like that. Uh, it's $3 beers. Two dollar hot dogs, one dollar ice cream. It's oh, it's a three two one, three two one Tuesdays, three two one Tuesdays, and that's what they're advertising. And it, it's it, it has been for that ownership group on opening day in Cincinnati. Uh, there's there's Castellini, the I think it's Bob Castellini is the owner, and then George maybe I can't remember the guy's name. It's his I think it's his son who's like the CEO of the team. And he there has been a lot of cries because of the deals they made in the offseason um in getting rid of some of the talent but then turning around and bringing in lesser talent for the same amount of money. Originally it was just a cash dump. You could see it. It was just it was just a cash dump. That's all it was. So they were just getting rid of cash. They just figured they weren't going to win, weren't going to compete, so just get rid of everybody. What they did was, because so many fans went crazy, and not to sell out opening day in Cincinnati is, like, unheard of. That would be like the Packers not selling out. It just, you don't do it. If you don't sell out opening day, which is the most celebrated day in the city, then, you know, what's gone wrong with the world? Hell has indeed frozen over. So they didn't sell out opening day. And there were a lot of people that were calling the local radio stations and such that were saying it's time for the Castellinis to sell the team. 
because Bob Castellini made a promise and he said his wife was all in and that if mama wasn't happy on winning, then nobody would be happy. And so he commits to win and all the stuff that he said has, has kind of been bogus. And so there's a lot of demands to sell the team. Well, then his son stood up at the podium, which should have been this joyous day. Welcome back to baseball. We're going to do everything we can. You know, when Mark Atanasio sat down with Doug Melvin and David Stearns years ago, they said, give us a couple of years. They were real honest with the fans. Give us a couple of years. I know it's going to be trying. We want to win, but we want to do it right. So there's some things we need to tweak. It's going to take a little time. We want to cultivate our minor league system. We want to do this. We want to do that. And then we're going to start to win. You'll see it, I promise. And people people basically sat back with their arms folded, looked at Mark Antanasio and said, you get this chance. Prove it. You get this chance. Here you go. So And it paid off. It's been successful. Castellini said, this is what we're going to do. And – really has not lived up to that bargain. They've made some moves a couple of years ago, and they spent some money a couple of years ago, but they just never were able to compete. They were never able to get over the hump. So they started the fire sale. And everybody said, well, wait a minute. You were going to do this. You were going to do that. You you haven't done it. You know, you've had a lot of issues in the front office and what's going on. And so now there are people that are demanding to sell the team. And his son I think his name's – I could be wrong. If it's not George, I apologize. Uh, Castellini went to the microphone on opening day and said, you know, there's people that were there that were saying, you know, it's time to sell the team, you know, whatever. And he said, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? And people are like, what? Phil Castellini, thank you very much. Phil Castellini. Um, he said, what are you going to do about it? Where are you going to go? You think we're going to sell it to somebody? There's no guarantee they're going to keep it here. Well, come on. You're not moving the Cincinnati Reds. Major League Baseball's first major league team with the, the tradition and the history, the fact that they have a brand-new stadium, they've got an incredible fan base that's built in, you're not moving them. That'd be like moving the Cardinals or the Cubs. You're not moving them. It's just it's a dumbass statement to make. You're not moving them. There are other teams in Major League Baseball that are going to move far before ever the thought would be to lose Cincinnati Reds out of Cincinnati. Let's take the A's, for example. Tampa Bay Rays, for example. You know, there's other teams that would possibly move way before the Reds. So anyway, that's what happened. And it has been an onslaught of FU from the fans. I mean, they're announcing five and 10 and 15,000 that are there. There's probably 2,500 people there in the stadium. This city has basically said, screw you. Until you put a competitive team on the field, screw you. So what they did was, is they offered three, two, one Tuesdays. $3 hot dogs, $2 beer, or $3 beers, $2 hot dogs, and $1 ice creams. And so yesterday, during the first of these, they ran out of all of it in the fourth inning. Should be a 3 2 one, 3 3 2 one, but only for the first three innings. Right. That, that's embarrassing. To do that to your fans is embarrassing. And you know why? They said, oh, we ran out. Everybody showed up and, and bought. No, they didn't. You cut it off. You don't run out of beer. That's just absurd. You don't run out. Of, have you ever? Have you ever been to the, the into the bowels of American Family Field, Ben? No. They've got a, now. Granted, they change it out every day, but they've got a room downstairs, and that room is stacked with nothing but beer barrels. I mean, floor to ceiling, twenty feet high, just 
it's a it's a warehouse. It's a warehouse of beer. They will never run out. Ever. And for the Reds to say they ran out, I think it's a lie. I think they cut it off because they didn't want to lose money. Yeah, you go to Philadelphia, they have a dollar dog night, which is a big draw. Right. And, I mean, they sell, let's say there are 25,000, 30,000 people at the game. They, they'll sell 40,000, 50,000 hot dogs, but they'll never yeah. run out. No. How do you run out? Let's say, you exp- let's say your fan base has basically been 10,000 people. Okay. Everybody that shows up eats five hot dogs. That's 50,000 hot dogs. How do you not have that on hand? That's the Reds. That's the Reds. It, they have completely flip-flopped from the tight-fisted patriarch that was Mike Brown, the owner of the Bengals, from years gone by. Since then, he's turned the reins over to his kids. But the, the Reds have become the Bengals, and the Bengals have become the Reds. It's just it's a, it's a terrible down there. It's just an awful situation. And I feel a lot of my friends were, not anymore, but were Reds. They're Reds fans, but they're not going to games. They're not they're – not, it used to be that – it was like, hey, what are you guys doing this weekend? Oh, we got a bunch of us. We're going down to the ball game. That was kind of the thing to do, and not anymore. Not anymore. They're all going out and doing other stuff, man. All going out and doing other stuff. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Give us a shout, 877-867-1670 if you want to find us. Do it. Is tonight's game for the Milwaukee Bucks, though, a must win? Is tonight's game for the Bucks a must win? Hit us up. Uh, let's go to the phone calls. Let's go to uh, Mike listening to us in West Dallas. Mike, how you doing today, man? What's going on? I'm doing good, Bill. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. What's up? Good. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I don't think tonight is a must-win because I, I just point to last year. If uh, memory serves me correct, the Bucks lost game five in Brooklyn, uh, and then they won game six at home, and then they won game seven at Brooklyn against Durant, which I didn't think they had a prayer of winning that game. Uh, but Giannis, you know, showed out, and then Holiday made some really clutch shots uh, down the stretch. So, I, I, you know, obviously it'd be nice to get a win tonight, but I don't consider it a must-win. Uh, but I think there's three things that the Bucks need to do tonight if they want to get a win. Uh, when you watch teams like the the Phoenix Suns or the Golden State Warriors, one reason that they're so successful is because there's six or seven passes every possession. It's drive and kick, drive and kick. You know, find mm-hmm. the open shooter. If if guy if a guy like Landry Shamit can penetrate into the into the lane and find an open Devin Booker for a three. Why can't a guy like Pat Connaughton or Grayson Allen do the same thing? You know, I, I think those guys are perfectly capable of doing that. So it can't, you know, it can't just be all on Giannis to create shots uh, for others. And the same thing goes for Holiday. And number two, you know, I I, I don't understand why George Hill is even getting any playing time. He I don't think he gives you much offensively. Or defensively, I'd rather see Javon Carter out there because at least he's a bulldog defensively uh, right. and can guard a guy. Uh, I think Bobby Portis needs to get more run because he's kind of that igniter off the bench. He can give you that you know, I agree 15 with. points. Yeah, he can. He energizes the other guys when he makes a big dunk or a big offensive rebound. You can tell the Bucks kind of go on a run uh, after that. And number three, I, I think you have to. And I know the Bucks' philosophy is you know make other guys beat you you know, other than Tatum and Brown. But, you know, uh, uh, Al Horford, he's been a Bucks killer his whole career. Uh, so you can't just let him have pregame jump shots out there. You at least have to get a hand in his face uh, and, and make it tougher on him. I mean, what, what, what are your thoughts, Bill? 
Completely agree. First of all, I, I believe Bobby Portis needs more minutes. George Hill, he's got that relationship with Coach Bud going all the way back to the Spurs days, and I think he has a lot of trust in him to be able to go out and play defense. Now, some of the shots that were put up over George Hill, they're just undefendable. I mean, they were just hitting shots. But I agree with you on the passing the basketball. I said that yesterday. Look at the spacing on the floor that the Bucks had down the stretch. The spacing was terrible. At one point in time, they had four guys and defenders on the same side of the floor trying to get a shot off, and they couldn't do it because it was so easy to defend. They don't space very well. The only thing I can say from last year to this year is last year when they were down, they had Middleton. This year, they don't. They don't have that other guy to cut, to step up and make shots to take the pressure right now off of Drew Holiday. Holiday has to hit. Portis has to hit. Well, Grayson Allen has to get more opportunities to hit. I mean, we haven't seen him really play much offense ever since either one game one or two going back to the, uh, the Chicago series. So uh, somebody besides Giannis has to start hitting to pull the defense out, and the spacing on the floor has to be so much better for this team. Right. No, I, I agree. And I, I think Drew Holiday will play better. You know, I, I he has to be the Robin to Giannis's Batman. And I know he's more of a number three option, but he's proven that, you know, when Giannis was out against the Hawks last year, him and Middleton did handle the load. Uh, and Holiday mm-hmm. actually played well in that, that game six win. Uh, I believe it was on the road against the Hawks. So I think he'll play better. Um, and overall, I, I think the Bucks will come up because they've proven when their back's against the wall, they actually do tend to play better. Uh, and they play yeah. with more passion, more energy. So I, I think they will go out there and get a win tonight. I hope, man. Cross your fingers. I hope you're right. I'll, I'll be. I would glad be glad to come on the program tomorrow and be completely wrong, no doubt. Mike, appreciate the phone call, man. That's Mike from West Dallas giving us a shout. You do too. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You want to find us? Please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Our friends over there at New Mail Medical treating guys with it. Now I stopped in yesterday. I told you I would. I went in there yesterday, and I started checking out the All-in-One Weight Loss Program, the meal plan, and all the things that they give you along with the meal plan, the supplements and such. It's it's really kind of common sense, but they give things to boost metabolism. They give things to boost the body's ability to kind of start to shed some fat, make you feel full, things like that. Plus, they give you the meal plan along the way. So if you're looking to shed some pounds, and we all know yesterday, boom, 88 degrees, 90 degrees, sweltering humidity. Okay, man, you're starting to sweat. You've probably got that under boob sweat going, and your T-shirts are looking kind of fun. It's T-shirt season, man. Look good. Look good. Feel good. Feel good about running around outside. Get our friends. Uh, get a hold of our friends at New Mel Medical Center, 414-455-4451. If it's not proof positive enough alone, Justin, who is their media buyer, who I got a chance to see, Uh, a picture of Justin pretty big dude for a long time in his life. Justin's lost over a hundred pounds following this system. If you do it, it works. I can't emphasize that enough. Plus if you got ED, it's got you down. Pardon the pun. They can help you out with that. How about low T low testosterone? They can help you out with that. So many things they can do, but you can't do anything. If you don't call, get a hold of them over there at the new Mel medical center, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455. 455-4451. Continue on. Is this a must win for your Milwaukee Bucks? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Glad to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. Good stuff today. Good stuff from everybody. I know it's an anticipatory Wednesday. Anxious. Getting ready for the game tonight. Can't wait. Can't wait. Got an email here from Bob. Bob says, uh, hey, Bill, tonight going to be grilling out. Steaks on the grill and a celebratory cigar ready to go after Giannis and the guys kick the blank out of the Boston Celtics. I have belief and faith. I wish you did, too. That's from Bob. Bob, um, there is not much that tells me that the Bucks are going to get a win since I saw them play after game one. Since game one of this series, they have been the better team, the, the Boston Celtics have. Uh, it doesn't mean the, the Bucs can't win because the Bucs have won a game. But just overall performance – had in game in game three, had the Bucks had there been three more minutes on the clock, the Bucks lose that game. Boston made a furious comeback. Bucks had a double-digit lead and watched it go away. Bucks had a double-digit lead in game four. They just couldn't fend them off. It went from it they went up from, from up thirteen to losing that game significantly down the stretch to where there was just nothing left in the tank. They've been outscored 28 points in the fourth quarter in this series as of right now. There's there's just not a lot to make me believe that right now they've got a head of steam going into this thing. They were outscored by 21 in the fourth quarter. Actually, more than that, I think. No, they were outscored by 15 in the, in the fourth quarter. They were at 43 points they allowed the Celtics to score. Now, to to your point of view, I'm sure you're sitting there saying the Bucs had open looks. They just didn't just didn't hit their shots. True. True. If the Bucs hit their shots, chances are it's a lot closer game or the Bucs win. I agree with that. I, that's why I don't think the Bucs are just dead in the water. What I'm saying is you got to win tonight, though. If you don't win tonight – you have lost the last game on your home court, the, the the game that you really needed on their court, and they have pretty much outplayed you after game one. You were able to kind of steal one from them in that first game at home at the Pfizer Forum to go up two to one, but they were coming back and they were going to make a game of it then. And I don't know. I don't. Th- we have not heard anything. Ben, have you heard anything about Chris Middleton? I get a lot of people that ask me all the time, is Middleton coming back? I, I have not heard anything about Middleton being ready to come back. I know he's not playing tonight. I know that. But I have not heard anything about Middleton coming back. Have you? No, I have not. I have not either. 877-867-1670. If you want to chime in, feel free. Do you feel tonight is a must-win? Uh, Jason says, yes, tonight must win. Bucks have to get momentum back. Uh, Steve says, after what they did last year, I believe in them, even if it's a game seven and they're playing on the road, they can still win this series. Uh, this is from Bob. No, I already read that one. Bill, Bill says, uh, Hey, you guys, uh, the Bucks must win tonight and then must win at home. I don't trust going on the road to get that other victory. Um, and he also says, uh, is Ben sweltering right now? Heat index at 94 in Madison. It's hot everywhere. I know the heat index, like where I'm at, is like mid-80s. 
But they said the further inland, the further you get away from that giant ice cube that we all live next to called Lake Michigan, uh, further inland you go, it's pretty sweltering. Uh, as a matter of fact, Christopher says 96 in Janesville right now. Oof. I can awesome. gladly say the studio is quite cold. That's why I, I probably was more excited to get to work today than any other day since yeah. I've started. Well, uh, you know, maybe you just uh, throw a bedroll down for I the next week. Sleep in the studio. Yeah. You I know? could. Yeah, but then I have to wake up and see Ebo and Nelson. That, this like, is true. I, I'm fine seeing them in the morning, but I don't want it to be the first thing I see, you know? Yeah, this is true. I get it. I get it. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, this is from Farah, who says, uh, Go Bucks! I believe the Bucks are going to get a win tonight, get a win at home, close it out, and then get on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Let's not panic. I had my front porch done. By epoxy flooring done right. Looks beautiful. Here's a picture. Oh, wow. That does look nice. I like that. Had the front porch done. I never thought of having the porch done. Interesting. Looks very good on your house. And the color matches the uh, color. It's kind of a grayish blue um, Nantucket style home. That's That's really cool. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um... So who is this from? Who is that quote from? Buckstar Chris Middleton has progressed to on-the-court work like uh, work like shooting and dribbling as well as some very light contact. Who's that from? We heard that reported during the game uh, the other night from okay. Stephanie Reddy, which is she talked to Mike Boonholzer, and that's what she got. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, so he's nowhere near Reddy. I don't think he plays the rest of the series. I don't think he plays. Yeah, I don't either. He's progressed to, he's progressed to on the court work like shooting and dribbling. Well, we saw that uh, a couple of weeks ago when they had him in Boston with that giant ice bag around his knee as he was just taking a few jump shots in the corner. But he wasn't even jumping very well. And when you talk about very light contact, in other words, he's maybe just dribbling and backing a guy down, but he's not dribbling and cutting. He's not doing that. I would say at this point, if by chance. You win this series. I don't think you see Middleton until the finals. Would you agree? That's what I feel right now. I agree. I think if you it, you don't need him until the finals, that means he would have another. If you win the series, because let's just say the series ends in the next two games and the Bucks win, uh, the next series would begin middle of next week. So and then. A week and a half, two weeks. So that'd be another three weeks, which means he would then have been out six weeks, six and a half weeks since this injury. And that still might not be enough if you get him to June, the beginning of June, maybe. And even then, if you don't have to bring him back right away, maybe you don't do it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Frank says, uh, the Bucs are without their second best player and are tied two games each with a team that uh, dismantled the Nets. And yet here's another skies falling radio host just because they lost a game. Frank, have you not watched the series? After a win tonight, you're going to be singing their praises again tomorrow. Like you never had any doubts. No, Frank, that's a lie. You obviously don't listen, Frank. First of all, Frank, they haven't played better basketball than the Celtics 
since game one. That's my first. And I've said this from the beginning. So if you've listened, I've had consistency. Two, I, if they win tonight, kudos to them. It is, I will be singing their praises because they have not looked like the better team. They've looked like it in spurts, but not consistently. Not consistently. And I've said that we, I, picked the, I picked the Celtics to win. They're hitting their shots. The Bucs aren't. Bucks aren't spacing very well. They need big games from people other than Giannis, and they haven't gotten that consistency. It's not sky is falling. It's must-win game. I'm sure, Frank, you're going to be the one that's going to come back here and say, oh, my God, if, say, the Bucs lose and, the, and they lose the series, you're going to be the one that's going to come back and say, oh, my God, you were right. Yeah, right. I doubt, it will, I doubt you have that kind of character in you, Frank. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Going to talk from the Boston side of things when we come back. How about that? The Boston side of things when we come back. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got the hit. Glad to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. Brought to you by our buddy uh, Dwayne up at Dwayne's Cover It All. That's in Wausau, Wisconsin's best canvas and upholstery and boat cover provider. And if you've got a canvas and an awning out in front of your business, he can do that. Whether it's furniture, you name it, for the office, for home, home office, if you will. He can fix it. He can uh, recover it, reupholster it. Whatever it happens to be, get a hold of our buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's Cover It All in Wausau. He does uh, unbelievably fantastic work, and all you got to do is give him a buzz. Go to Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. That's Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. Or 715-870-2119. 715-870-2119. Now let's do this. We uh, we go out to the East Coast where the Bucs tonight are facing a must-win situation where not necessarily where the season's over, but I think as far as momentum and feeling like they have a legitimate shot, They've got to get a win tonight. George Belecci, he is uh, with NESN, covers everything Boston and up there with the New England Patriots and such, joining us on the hotline. George, how you doing? I'm doing great, Bill. I'm doing great. I love that the series is back in Boston. I agree with you. It's a really pivotal game five. Must win for both teams, but more so for the Bucks as the Celtics have shown they can hang around late if they withstand the hurricane that is Giannis and are stuck with him late in the game and keep the game within grasp. He could get tired. He could be human. And they have the closures they need. So I'm really excited. And the fans, it's a cliche, but the fans at TD Garden have been great since mid-January on. I expect it to be the loudest. I've heard it in some time tonight with the Bucks back in town and the Celtics for a crucial game five. See, that's what I was going to say, was that had the Bucks won the game at Fiserv, then I think fan-wise you start to go, eh, you know what, uh, maybe the Bucks just are the champs for a reason. They're probably going to end up closing it out back at Fiserv. They're that better team. But now with the win, with the series tied up, knowing who wins game five usually goes on to win. And the, f- the feeling is that whoever wins the series is going on to an NBA Finals. I'm sure Boston fans are now feeling it, like, hey, the Finals are within our grasp. Yeah, and it goes back to the last two games. I mean, even look at game three when they lost and they had a terrible third quarter, but they entered the fourth down 13, and they're an Al Horford tipping away from seeing that game go into overtime, right? Then you go to the game four, Celtics were only down, it felt like, 
an eternity, but only down seven when you look at it now. So the, the, the Celtics themselves saw that they can do that comeback from a 13-point deficit and get the game within grasp, lock down the Bucks, and they did it again in game four. So it's how it goes. If it was, let's say, if the Bucks held on, I'm telling you, this defense is what gives the fans confidence because whether the Bucks have won or lost, the most they've scored is 108 points in this series. And the Celtics have the guys that they can put up more than that. But, you, yeah, you can't say how pivotal it is that they could take a series lead for the first time in the second-round series at home in TD Garden. And it sets them up, put all the pressure on the defending champs. And it is now. It feels like it's shifting that way because it's been said, you know, this is a defending chance. The Bucks are the Bucks. Giannis is Giannis. You know, can Tatum do it? Well, he showed. He could have a bad first three quarters and then show up in the fourth and close it out. And we just see how much the Bucks are really missing Chris Middleton. I've said it when he was out. I said, you know, I'm a confident Celtics in seven for this before the series began. And even after the first two games, I still felt Celtics in seven. That's out of respect to the Bucks. But now what we see is when Giannis needs that break. Five minutes left in the fourth. He got out for just a minute. Jason Tatum went to attack mode again. Even when he was in new, he was tired and dropped eight points in just over a minute. They need Chris Middleton, A, for that defensive pressure to relieve that from Drew and Giannis and the offensive time as well. All the pressure, all the stresses on Giannis to continuously hit big shots and come up big in moments. Chris Middleton has been a safety valve for him. He's missing him more than ever right now. Who tonight, I mean, you talked about Tatum, and, and Tatum for a brief period of time anyway has found the fountain of youth. Do you expect that out of him again, or is it back to Jalen Brown? Is it back to Smart? Uh, you know, is it back to White coming off of the bench? Who needs to really kind of have a big night tonight to put a, an emphatic stamp on this series against the Bucks? You know, I would, I'm going to keep hammering on Al Horford. Now, I would have told you after game three when – what he put up, 22 and 16, right? After he did that, I'd be like, that's not happening again. One day off in between games, nope, no way Al Horford does that. And he'd put up a career-high 30 points in the playoffs and eight rebounds. I think that he has found the fountain of youth, and it sounds so simple to say, but he continues to be the X factor because defensively what he brings on Giannis, but at the same time, he has been the Celtics' most consistent player in this series and even in the Nets series. And when the Bucks, as good as they are as a defensive team, when Drew Holiday takes away Jason Tatum, when Giannis can eliminate the paint and take away Jalen Brown as well, when Marcus Smart's shot isn't falling because the Bucks have challenged him, there's that next option, and it's Al Horford. And it's not just, hey, can you get us 8, 10, 12 points, because that's what Derek White's been doing. It's, can you step up? Can you get us 20-plus? Can you make the right plays every time? Can you pull down rebounds? Can you play on both ends of the floor? So I'll go back to Al Horford. Grant Williams needs to stay out of foul trouble again, but he can bring that defensive relief for Al off the bench. And Derek White, does so much for the Celtics. What's been missing from his game is literally his offensive game. He didn't want to shoot. When he did shoot, it looked ugly. Well, now he's had 14 and 11 last two games, and he's finding it efficiently. So I would give those three role players, and I feel like I'm dissing Al by calling him a role player, but I would give it to those three guys as the X factors in this. And that's what you need to do because – Giannis will give you everything you got. Can you withstand his tidal wave? Can you keep it close with the Bucks? And then fourth quarter, can Jason Tatum step in and find that next gear and elevate the team? And that's what we saw. Is it just as simple as saying let Giannis have Giannis numbers and just keep Drew Holiday or, or Grayson Allen or Bobby Portis from getting theirs? Yeah, I think it does. And at the same time, I wouldn't mind letting Drew get his as well because as we've seen in the series – 
And you've seen when he becomes the number two, that's, he's just not that guy. If Drew Holiday is putting up 20 plus shots, which he has, and he hasn't shot better than 40% yet, yet this series, let him shoot. But I think the Celtics best defense is when Al Horford or Grant Williams can handle him one-on-one. If Robert Williams plays, because he had inflammation with his meniscus in his left knee after game three, if he could play, then he plays off ball and he just becomes an extra rim protector. But if Al Horford and Grant Williams can handle Giannis one-on-one, you keep the pressure and stay in the airspace of all the Bucks shooters, make their life very difficult. Giannis will get 28 to 35. He will get 8 to 13 assists. He will get double-digit rebounds. But if he gets after his, but he doesn't have the supporting cast of the shooters around him, that's going to bode well for this defense, especially because the Bucks aren't a great shooting team, especially when Chris Middleton isn't there. When you have guys like Bobby Portis, Grayson Allen, they need to get their shot created off the pass. But if you're in their airspace and denying that pass, then that makes them become inefficient in this game. So I think it does go back to let Giannis score, and he will. He's that great of a player, and especially if you let him get out in transition. But let him score, shut down the other guys, and that's the Celtics win. Talking with George Balecki of NESN Boston, covering the Celtics and the Bucks tonight in Boston for Game Six or Game Five of this series. So we all know the statistics for the for the person or the team, I should say, that wins Game Five, uh, their likelihood to go on to win. Uh, this tonight, do you let them play if you're the officials because there's been so much criticism heaped upon the officiating, or do you tighten it up and try to control at least for from this thing getting chippy and out of hand? Yeah, I think it's a great question, Bill. I would. I don't want to say I want to see a tighter whistle because I like how the play is going. I just want to see a more consistent whistle because you're seeing guys get away on both ends of the floor with offensive fouls and then not. Giannis got teched for snarling at Al Horford. How is that a tech? And then Al Horford just making a normal play. I mean, he's waving his hand out. He's fired up. Giannis, wrong man, right spot. Wrong man, wrong spot. Gets, he, so Al Horford gets a tech. It just doesn't make sense. Eliminate those. Call more consistently. Let's see a fair offensive game. Give these defenders credit for how they're holding their ground. Because it's also been a message to a Grant Williams. They're not going to call anything on Giannis unless he falls. I don't want to see guys flop. So I guess, I'm, I guess I am leaning towards a lighter whistle. But at the same time, I just want it more consistent. And I don't want to see someone else get teched because they're being emotional and they're having fun after throwing down a poster dunk. For tonight, for the Bucks to win, what do the Bucks have to do? I mean, to me, I think, first and foremost, they got to have a sizable lead going into the fourth quarter because the, the Celtics have proven that any kind of a lead really doesn't matter to them. And in game three, had they had two more minutes, they'd probably win that game too. So to me, it's not getting this, this just a lead. It's getting a sizable lead and then spacing down the court and working the clock and not taking these bad, you know, ill-thought shots, just heading down the field or heading down the court and then popping it up right away and giving it back to the Celtics. That's, to me, what has to happen for the Bucs. What has to happen tonight, in your opinion? Yeah, I think what's crucial for the Bucs is back on the rebounding game. And, you know, they've always been dominant there, but if they can get their defensive rebounds and win in that area, I mean, it goes back to game one. They were plus six on the defensive boards. You get Giannis out in transition, you get him those easy buckets because for him to get up and get high scoring, if he's going to take 30, 32 shots, the style of play he has, it takes a lot out of him. So you go in that front and just it's winning in the basics, forcing the turnovers, because what the Celtics I've noticed have done wrong, what's been their undoing is they're just not playing principal sound basketball. The double teams haven't been sharp. The ball handling hasn't been great. They've been sloppy with State taking care of it. And their offensive game plan has been stagnant. 
But when they reverse all of that, it happens and it works well for them. What we've seen from the Bucks now, I think it goes back to them two, four principles. You go back to the game one win, their shooters were falling. The offense had ball movement to it. Now Giannis and Drew would still need to create their own shots, but it wasn't all reliant on that. What I saw in game four was Giannis gets the ball, a lot of standing around watching him, and I understand that's kind of what got them here. But at the same time, he needs to know the ball can leave his hands, but it can get back, and his teammates have to be engaged to move it around. So they, they definitely need a sizable lead late, but it's how they get there. And to me, it is getting the whole team engaged, getting everyone involved. And they need a big night, an efficient night, I'd say, from Drew Holiday. But we're seeing how it, whether it's Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, or Derek White guarding him, you're seeing that the depth of the Celtics defense, the challenges it presents to their opponents. Uh, who do you give the edge coaching-wise to? I give it to Ime Udoka. I really do. I mean, Bill, we'll go back last playoff run. There was a question during the Brooklyn series, during the Atlanta series. Do you like Mike Budenholzer continue to be the head coach of this playoffs for the Bucks? He can be really stubborn. But from Ime, he can be stubborn as well. But when I see the shortcomings of the Celtics, is that they're not playing what they've done all year, and that's being sharp on defense, being aggressive, being physical. They know the refs aren't going to call every foul. At the same time, having that team-like basketball ball movement and knowing that everyone can get theirs but always play through a Jason Tatum or a Jalen Brown. And when Al is playing the way he is, he said to him to be the aggressor, which I never think you'd say about Al Horford. What we're seeing from Mike Budholzer is give it to Giannis, and he's going to figure things out. And I think it goes back to the offense. You lose a Chris Middleton, it's huge. I mean, that's clearly the second-best player on this team. But you still have the best player in the world in Giannis Antetokounmpo. So it shouldn't be simply as, as long as the Celtics show up, they win. There needs to be more challenges from it. And I just think throughout the games, you see what happened. Giannis took himself out five minutes left in game four. He, didn't, he shot the ball once in the remainder of the game. He didn't score a single bucket. Meanwhile, Jason Tatum, from that five-minute point on, eight points. And turned to flip, uh, flip the switch and shot five or six in the fourth quarter overall. So you're seeing the two different, I think, styles of systems, these guys coaching. And it's funny because they come from the same coaching tree. I just give the advantage to Ime Odoka because I just think he is more willing to make adjustments, more willing to play through his guys, and also let the role players shine as well. And just adjust as games go on and the series goes on. Great stuff, George. I look forward to talking to you down the stretch. Maybe we get to a Game 7, and then we'll see what happens from there, okay? You got it, Bill. Thank you. Appreciate it, buddy. There you go. George Balecci. He is uh, joining us from NESN Boston. You can find him at George Balecci, B-A-L-E-K-J-I. George Balecci over on Twitter bringing us some good stuff. By the way, the Brewers, uh, after early on, were down 7 to nothing. Christian Yelich just hit a three-run bomb. It looked like a pop-up at first, to be honest with you. And then all of a sudden, it just uh, kept flying. And that's the kind of atmosphere they have down there at Great American, especially if the wind's blowing up the River Valley and it's warm and humid like it is today. Uh, one can just get up in the air and just kind of go. So the Brewers somewhat back in. It's 7-3 to right now in the top of the third. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm thanking God I got my Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin today. And here's the reason why. Because it's hazy, hot, and humid. And I love it. I love it. But not while I'm inside working. I don't want to be sweating while I'm sleeping and all that. I want to be sitting in the comforts of home, watching a tube, checking out the sports, sitting in a bar, sleeping comfortably, working comfortably, eating comfortably. 
And if I want to go outside, I'll sit back on the patio and enjoy it. But I've got Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin to keep me cool in the summer and warm in the winter. Thank God that I do. And they have six different lines, six different lines to keep you comfortable with, to enhance the value of your home, to enhance the beautification of your home, and to make it budget-friendly for you. All you got to do is go to PellaWI.com, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Or call them, 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. And uh, you, too, can see for yourself what I've been bragging about for such a long period of time. They have many different things to offer Colors and, and hardware and roll screen and slider windows and you name it, they've got it. Great people over there. Check out PellaWI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Kristen Yelich with a three-run bomb, and it's not that uh, the game is uh, in hand now, but it's uh, it's a little bit closer. Brewers now trail seven to three, rather than seven to nothing, and uh, it's about uh, going to the bottom of the third. Uh, but they're chipping away, chipping away, seven to three right now. Uh, Brewers get through the bottom of the third, now going to the top of the fourth. As a matter of fact, it was a quick one-two-three inning. So there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. John says, uh, hey, unit, love the program. I feel tonight is not a must win, and I will tell you why. I think Giannis has a lot of confidence and tried to calm his team in his post-game press conference comments the other night. I think he feels like they can win as long as they don't get tight and panic. Drew Holiday will eventually start hitting his shots. We saw it last year in the postseason. And between Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton, they can make up for the absence of Chris Middleton. I do feel, though, that Bobby Portis needs some more minutes and George Hill needs to sit a bit. But I also agree that George Hill can come in and be a calming influence during a large run. But Bud needs to call timeouts and use them a little more wisely. And this team needs to spread the ball out. Brooke Lopez is not getting the ball in the perimeter. A couple of big shots from Brooke Lopez outside, a couple of inside offensive rebounds, and you're right back in it. Too many things going wrong that are just fundamentally fixable right now on this team. No worries here. Okay, there. All right, I like that. Give me reason for hope. I like that. If they, and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier on in this in in the broadcast was, if they hit their shots, yeah. If, t- if this team was hitting their shots in game four, chances are they walk away with a win. Or at least it's close down the stretch, closer than what we saw, and maybe it gives them a last you know, shot opportunity. But things just started to, fa- started to fall apart, and they just couldn't recover. They didn't have the ability. They couldn't hit the shots. They were sloppy with the basketball. Oh, my God, that's the other thing, the sloppiness with the basketball. Just, again, not really uh, – not really respecting the, uh, the 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 ball at times. Now they didn't turn it over a ton. 
Okay, it wasn't like they were just turning it over at will because the Celtics, while they play really good defense, they weren't turning it over a bunch, okay? But they turned it over in inopportune times and a couple of times down the stretch, and more so not necessarily a turnover in the sense of, you know, just bad pass, but just coming down the floor, popping one up, just ill-advised, nobody around the bucket to grab an offensive rebound, just – you know, not working the clock, just things like that, the little things, and then you turn it right back over to the Celtics. Celtics go down and hit a bucket, and, and they grab any momentum you had right back. It just, things like that, I agree. I agree. we got another hour yet to go. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.